And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. I'm a man. I'm 40. You know, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and they fit you with a big old nice pair of milk bone underwear. I'm going to come right back at them. You never see a team play harder than we will the rest of this season. God bless. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. This is our Wednesday morning special edition, our Devi Rookie Watch update, where we recap last week's college football action and preview the coming week. We are kind of in between weeks right now, although we do have bowl season coming up. We can talk a couple bowl games. And uh, today's roster, I am a Devi analyst and a former player. My name's Jesse, and I'm here with Steven Rippey, the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, and his little brother, Casey Rippey, who is also a contributor at Fantasy Guides. You guys ready to talk some college football? Let's do it. Yep. All right. We are kind of entering list season now with with college football. We're we're talking, you know, there's some really interesting transfer portal things going on, a ton of coaching hires. It's almost too much to even manage if you imagine 132 teams versus like 32 teams in the NFL. Um, there's a lot going on. So I'll, we'll probably focus more on most on like NFL declarations and um, some of the underclassmen that are coming out and where they could fit into drafts. And then, you know, this is really mock draft season starts really heating up draft projections, dynasty lists and all those types of things. So I do have today, I have a, a top 12 that I'm going to give you guys. And um, this is, I honestly haven't really looked at other people's lists. So I think our homework is going to be you guys um, go back, start cross-referencing with some of your other dynasty league lists and, and see how crazy my list is. How about that? <laughs> that sounds, sounds good. good. All right. Um, the Army Navy was this past weekend, and it's a really interesting thing because it's the only game that's on that <laughs> week. Um, there's also a bunch of FCS playoff games are on. I uh, do have to give a shout out to the Colorado School of Mines, Golden yeah. in Golden. They they won in the semifinals. They are going to the Division II National Championship game. So that is a team that I I played against. Um, they were in the they're in the RMAC, uh, the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, and so. That was pretty cool. So there's there's a ton of the lower division games going on. And then the we were joking on the other podcast about how I was at a thousand followers and then I fell down to 997. <laughs> I actually I wondered if it was, you know, the only post I did this week was um, I did a little post about how the Army Navy under has hit 16 years in a row. And, um, so I just, my only comment was I didn't bet on the game. I, I don't know much about army and Navy this year, honestly, except for the air force beat them both. And they finally got the commander in chief trophy back. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I just wrote, you know, enjoy the pageantry and the cool uniforms and take the under. Well, the 16 year streak <laughs> is over. <laughs> so it's oh. official. We know Steven has special jinxing powers with all of his hot takes. Yeah. Uh, have you ever have you ever stopped a 16 year streak, Steven? You know, I maybe not 16 year streak, but I remember when I was a lot younger going to Vegas and it was the first time I'd ever like gambled or bet on a game like in Vegas, you know, you're at the casino, they got all the TVs up. And the Raiders were playing the Chargers, like the Phillip Rivers Chargers. And I remember the Chargers would always beat the Raiders. And they had like one, I think, 10 in a row. So I bet on the Chargers to win. And that streak ended. <laughs> so I have, I, have had, I have seen something similar happen to me. Well, why, Stephen, can't we like just 
This is literally just for Casey's sake, okay? <laughs> this is for the, the betterment of Casey. I'll, I'll throw myself in as well. And Lee. I mean, we talked about Lee on the last <laughs> podcast, just how bad he's doing. Can you make a hot take that the Chiefs will never lose to the Broncos again or Ooh, something like that? that's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Right. It, they, I mean – we got to start going They're, against the grain here with mm-hmm. our superpowers and yeah. maybe we could get the Broncos a victory. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's a good one. I'm just going to, you know, reputation, throw it aside. People, yeah. you know, trusting me, throw that aside. I'm just going to say that's going to happen every time we play the Chiefs just just to to get the odds uh, to flip. You know, you guys obviously don't know how this works. See, um, I am proactive about this during the uh, <laughs> hockey playoffs. I continuously bet against the avalanche knowing that there's no way that the Lord would let me win a whole bunch of money uh, in, in gambling. And the avalanche of course ended up winning the standing cup because I bet against them. <laughs> I didn't know that Casey, yeah. this, you should have been at the parade. <laughs> I should have <laughs> been on the fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> you should have oh, been dude. one of the lucky few that gets to actually hold the trophy. Yeah, I bet yeah. I, I that's the most I've ever bet. I bet a hundred bucks on the when the Avs went up three games to one, I bet a hundred bucks on Tampa Bay to win the whole thing. Mm. Mm. Well, thanks for doing that, man. I mean yeah, my son and I it. my son and I were like crying as they won. That was a pretty cool thing. That's the first like championship he's got to see um for Colorado sports. So that's awesome. Oh he was born. He, he only had to wait a couple of years after getting yeah. bo- being born. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he could just watch that Colorado Mines game, he might get two in the same year. Dude, we're gonna watch it for sure. I'm thinking about <laughs> going. I don't know where it's at. Somewhere down in Texas, I think. Well, but well, Jesse, before you go on to that, you had just talked about how you got to a thousand followers on Instagram, but you're no longer at a thousand. Did you see that the CU Buffs uh, official Instagram account? had 53,000 followers just a few days before uh, primetime Deion Sanders uh, was hired there. And now they have 223,000 followers. Yes, yes. And I was going to ask you, Stephen, if you saw his um, the latest video of him at the CU Buffs basketball game. No, but I, I'm looking at the feed right now and it's all it has on it is Dion. So I've got a lot of watching. Like literally I'm scrolling and it's just Dion for... <laughs> About 20 posts. It's just Dion. So I'm going to definitely be watching as soon as we're done here. That's awesome. All right. Well, back to the Army-Navy game. The interesting part about hit hitting the over was it was uh, 10 to 10 at the end of the game. But they went to overtime. (laughs) And in overtime, 17 points were scored. And the the over-under was 35. They ended up, it was 20 to 17. So they scored 37 points. And that That broke the only way. Yeah, it, that broke the streak. So it would have hit under, right? If one mm-hmm. of them just won their normal 13 to 10 game. But um, just like that, Jesse lost three followers. There you go. <laughs> and that was it. They were like, yep. this freaking guy, he said I could have won $3 million if I would have just bet on the under for 16 straight years. And now I lost my $100 the first year of doing it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you no good damn yep that's right that's that's how that happened um i do have another funny story for you talking about school of mines the rocky mountain athletic conference playing college ball all that stuff um i wrote in here i wrote army navy game the streak is over in all capital letters in the show sheet and it reminds me of a story from my playing days so new mexico highlands uh (laughs) the university of new mexico highlands 
is they, I don't know if they have a good football team now, but when I played, they did not. And at one point they were on ESPN. They had the longest losing streak in the nation for I actually, any, any level. Jesse, of I actually remember that. <laughs> I think you, I remember, you remember them talking about that. Yeah. So it was when, when we were in college, they were on ESPN and I can't remember the other team cause it was, it would have been, um, you know, there was like a division one team that was like approaching that record or something. I don't know. But, um, my senior year we're playing New Mexico Highlands and we had the worst, uh, the worst season in the history of our school, my senior year, our junior year was the best season in the history of our school. And I was a starter on both of those teams, which was really interesting. But I actually think that part of the reason we ended 0 and 11 is I think it was, it was like our fifth game and we were playing New Mexico Highlands and we were winning and we, it was like, okay, we're about to like change our luck. Cause it was just everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. A team that made the division two playoffs started the season 0 and 6 or whatever we were at that time. Lightning strikes. Lightning strikes, they send us into the locker rooms. It's the only time I've ever had to do that in my career where I sat for like 90 minutes just on like a metal bench in cuz as you can imagine the New Mexico Highlands facilities are not very good <laughs> No. So you but you it's, add an It's not exactly uh, the locker rooms at SoFi Stadium is what you're saying. No. So we come out of the locker room after this extremely long weather delay and proceed to lose barely to end the longest losing streak in <laughs> Yes. And they, sh- but I remember being on the field and they just, sh- they, the announcer comes on and goes, the streak is over. <laughs> and to be on the other side of that was, it was one of the most demoralizing things that's ever happened in my entire life. And so every time I see that, the streak is over, you know, oh. can you imagine? Maybe oh, that's so why I remembered it. Thank, thank yeah. you for that, Jesse. Oh, and, and, and yeah, we did not win another game after that. Cause I think we just, uh, a lot of guys folded up, you know, it was just crazy. But anyway, sorry to, to get off task. I thought you guys would enjoy that story. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. We like misery on this uh, show. It's <laughs> one of the main topics we'd like to bring up. Yeah. Just, just listen to Casey's NFL cover zero. The, the last, <laughs> last installment. <laughs> All right. Uh, they did have the Heisman Trophy. They gave it to Caleb Williams, sophomore quarterback out of USC. Um, I don't know how much of this guy you've gotten to watch or the highlights. He's not coming out this year because he's a true sophomore. He'll be the number one overall selection in 2024. I said that uh, earlier this season. He's unbelievable. I don't even know who the comparison would really be um, just because of the mobility and the size and the arm strength and everything else. Um, just a very, very player and you don't want to say Patrick Mahomes because the moment you do you know honestly people they they've thrown that out a lot and I guess he was making comments about I feel like I can do everything that that guy can do I saw that yeah Yeah, uh he can I don't you know I don't want to like shortchange him honestly he he has the arm angles um if anything he's way more of an athlete and has is much better at scrambling so well, it's not like Patrick Mahomes was the number one overall pick either. I think no. it's people get too uh, upset when we use these comparisons to like a Hall of Fame type player, but the comparison is because of the attributes that they have and having them being similar. So I could totally see it. Yeah, he uh, he's the next. I mean, he he really could be that. Um, you guys know from last season's draft class, I don't just anoint guys or throw out stuff like that, right? Like I wasn't like. 
or wasn't it Casey that we were making fun of Steven? <laughs> He's like, this guy reminds me of Joe Montana or what, what was, do you remember that? That was pre-recording days. I don't remember that. I no. don't remember who we were making fun of. I feel like it might've been you, Jesse. What? <laughs> this is not accurate. No, it was when I compared. So what I did and I said this before we got his true height, but I compared Wandale Robinson to a Tyreek Hill light. Oh, that's and okay. That's what it was. And people <laughs> muted, muted the light. Yeah. <laughs> And they just saw Tyreek Hill. Well, you, I've I've heard you're misquoted all the time, Casey. Mm, it's also it's also before he, we saw him put in a like four four three forty, and then we immediately pulled the Tyreek Hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Max Duggan, the quarterback from TCU, he ended up finishing second. Um, I never really thought of him as an NFL quarterback, but he has kind of all the tools. So I don't really know why somebody wouldn't give him a chance. He he actually compares. He's very comparable to Brock Purdy as far as like being athletic and, and was one of the best quarterbacks in his school's history. So he finished second in the Heisman CJ Stroud finished third. Um, we can talk a little more about, well, we'll there'll be lots of conversations about CJ Stroud uh, in the draft. I'm sure Stetson Bennett finished fourth in the Heisman Hendon hooker who blew out his knee finished fifth Bryce young last year's winner ended up finishing sixth Blake Corum, who I thought was kind of my dark horse. He also tore his knee up and finished seventh. I think he could have finished a lot higher um, if he would have played their final two games. Michael Penix Jr., who will be talked about a lot heading into the draft, finished eighth. Bijan Robinson, who you guys are real familiar with, finished ninth. And then Drake May, who's a true sophomore. Um, I've had people say he's going to give Caleb Williams a run for his money at the number one overall pick. I think I don't believe that, but he uh, he did get three first place votes. He finished 10th in the Heisman Trophy. Um, what yeah. I'm hearing is that um, what the Broncos should do this year is when their first round pick comes up, trade for a first round next year and then package those to try to get Caleb Williams. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, we should do something. Not um, <laughs> not, not what we're doing right now. Uh, yeah, whatever it is we're doing, do anything. the opposite. Yeah. Fire, fire the coach. Trying, <laughs> good luck trying to get our pick back from Seattle. <laughs> no, thanks. We're going to hold on to this one. Yeah, I saw I saw a projection. Uh, there was a guy with the athletic that did an article, and he was just he literally wrote LOL after the um, because the I think the third pick was the Denver Broncos pick, and the fourth pick was the Rams pick, it, and mm. he was projecting out the rest of the season, and he just wrote LOL next to those because they both belong to somebody else. Can you imagine trading <laughs> yeah. away the third overall pick to have a quarterback uh, that just recently finally had a decent game? That's Again, th- this is another PSA for fantasy football. Like we all can still breathe tomorrow and go on watching football because we don't have to be tied to the Broncos, you know? That's right. That's right. Um, other news, Mike Leach, did you guys hear, had a massive heart attack and he is in critical critical condition in the hospital right now. I did not see that, no. Yeah, the, the head coach for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Did. Yeah. A guy, a guy that we've uh we've talked about how awesome he is in interviews and honestly anybody in the air raid coaching tree is is part of his has been influenced by him um so i hope he hope he's okay you know keep him in your prayers is what everybody's been putting on social media everything else for sure um hopefully hopefully he's all right um but it's i guess it's a pretty bad one there were even people that like falsely i i was seeing like retroactively 
people were were doing like that he had died condolences and they're like Mm. no no he's still alive it's just not good so hopefully he's okay Um, mainly for his uh commentary that's what we really he's he's just like he makes the sport better you know yeah and and everywhere he goes he makes those teams relevant he makes them better than they were so hopefully he's okay he he really is kind of a coaching legend in the in the college ranks so uh hopefully he turns out okay um Portal news. The the only one that I thought that I saw that I thought was interesting this past week was Grayson McCall, the quarterback from Coastal Carolina. This guy is kind of a, a sleeper pick in Dynasty or Devi. I I really like him, and he entered the transfer portal. His coach uh, is leaving Coastal Carolina to go coach at Liberty because I talked about last week how Hugh Freeze is leaving Liberty to go to Ole Miss. Um, so Grayson McCall. He's another one of those guys that, uh, you know, you talk about Patrick Mahomes or Caleb Williams that can kind of throw off of all of the platforms. He's he's really athletic. Um, he's just been under the radar because he's played at Coastal Carolina, but his breakout age is going to be 18. He showed up as a true freshman and became their starting quarterback and led them to three of the best seasons they've ever had in their school's history. And now he's going to, I was wondering what he was going to do, right? If he's going to go pro um, or try and make it on with a bigger school. So he's going to try and go the big school route. So I think that's a player we should monitor. Um, you know, Jesse, can you name a quarterback that's come out of coastal Carolina who started in the NFL? I don't know if I can. And maybe that's why he has entered the transfer. <laughs> oh, I see what <laughs> you have a trivia question for me. No, there is no trivia question. Uh, okay. yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the list of NFL players that have come out of Coastal Carolina. We're familiar with the uh, recent one, Isaiah Likely. The mm-hmm. only other ones that I can uh, Norman point to is Josh uh, Mike. Yep, Josh Norman. Yep, he oh, was probably the biggest. I get points name. for that. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Uh, I wouldn't have got it. I can tell you that much. Um, and then Mike Tolbert. Remember that guy? Mm, Mike mm-hmm. Tolbert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, actually, Tyler Thigpen. I do remember Tyler Thigpen. Oh, yeah. He did play. He was a quarterback that came out of there. So you got he next time. Yancey's brother. Must be. Yeah. <laughs> Yancey's. Yancey's brother. All right. Uh, the bowl game schedule this week. If you guys are doing bowl pickums or anything else, um, they're starting up. I, I told my wife tonight. I was like, "Hey, get your picks in." Um, Friday, the bowl games start. We got Miami of Ohio at UAB in the hometown lenders Bahamas bowl. I have been to that game, fellas. I went to that game last year and I'll tell you what, that was a unique experience. (laughs) I I imagine it was. Yeah. Uh, What was it called? What's the name of the bowl? Well, it wasn't, it didn't have this. It's just called the Bahamas bowl, but it's the hometown lenders Bahamas bowl. So it's down in I, I love I love hearing these bowl names. Yeah. It, some of them just sound like they're like a local lender, you know, on like uh-huh. just a small town that has a bowl game. It's, well, this one's literally hometown you. lenders, Stephen. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. It's like a yeah. small town lender. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Miami of Ohio at UAB. Uh, I I don't have a ton of analysis on those teams <laughs> no. to, be, to be honest with you. But, hey, Jacob, um, Jacob, uh, if you're listening, uh, a note. See how much it costs for us to get our own bowl game, Fantasy Guides Bowl. <laughs> you know, the Fantasy Guides Bowl. I tell you yeah. what, we that would get us some some exposure. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, the thing I will say about the Bahamas Bowl that's super interesting is we went down there. There's nobody like taking tickets. There's <laughs> there's no but there's no seat for you to sit in. There's no concessions. 
They're just people <laughs> with, uh, with coolers <laughs> and it is, it is, you know, you're in Nassau Bahamas, but they don't ever have football games, and, right. but it was, it was, it was a trip, man. I was sitting in the stands. Everybody shows up with their NFL jerseys. So they all wear, <laughs> and it's, and it's every team that you can think of, right? Just like, who do they, who's their favorite NFL team? There's some Broncos jerseys and stuff in the stands. And then it was funny because people noticed how into the game I was. And I started getting almost like a crowd around me to be explaining rules and stuff <laughs> like that. It was this so funny. Lot, this feels like a lot like a fire fest. Oh, a it bunch was... of people showed up expecting <laughs> a different football uh-huh. game, and then some two random college teams show up. They're like, "What is this?" Well, now I have to ask. Well, who were the two two teams that played last year? Um, last year it was Middle Tennessee State and Toledo. Now this is a now Jesse. This is a this is a fair question. Did you purchase the tickets? Did you know that there was going to be a bowl game? Is that why you went to the Bahamas? Yes. Or was it just circumstantial that they just happened to be playing while you no, were there? No, no. So, so it's a it's a whole deal where you you know you get a deal. Um, they have this place called Atlantis. Have you ever seen commercials for that? Uh huh. I've seen the commercials. It, it's I, I I don't know if I'll ever do anything like that again. It's so expensive and costs so much money and it's so it it's next level. I felt like a high roller, but especially um, when you throw in the price of the hometown tickets, yeah. whatever, the hometown bowl tickets. Well, so the bowl game costs nothing. You know, oh, it's no, really it's really about getting down there, but um it was funny. Although it says on here uh on the ESPN thing it says tickets as low as $326 and then the next bowl game down which is the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl tickets as low as $17 you can go watch the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl which is two top 25 <laughs> teams it's uh UTSA which has a really good team they're they're number 25 in the nation and number 24 Troy who won the Sun Belt over Coastal Carolina this year so um I will I do have uh Kimani Vidal the running back for the Troy Trojans is a sleeper pick. Um, I think he's going to come out this year and there's, there's a name for you. See, I'm able to throw at least one, one name out of these early bowl games. Okay. All right. So Jesse just named four teams and then he gave away one of their mascots. Steven, I'm going to need you to name mid, mid Tennessee's mascot Toledo's mascot. And uh, who Troy play again? Uh, Troy's playing UTSA. UTSA, uh, their, their University of Texas, San Antonio. Because I know them all. Just so you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Toledo as my one guess. Okay. 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 Is it the Toledo Rockets? Yes. It is. Right. Ding 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 ding. Where's the yay? Like, the yay. Uh, we need the- you're right. I can I can yay! picture the I'm picturing the helmet. I'm picturing the helmet. And uh, is that where Cream Hunt went? Yep. Yep. Right. Wow, two for two. Yeah. Knocking it out of the park. No, don't, no, don't ask anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Yutsa? <laughs> um, and they actually have a really good running back coming out this year as well. So the Toledo Rockets, um, I got to go look at his name. I, I didn't prepare, but they have a, they have a running back that's been um, same thing, had just like a great career there that's coming out. Um, I'll just run through these real quick. Then on Saturday is is a big lineup of bowl games. I'm actually, guys, I'm going to do a little road trip to Park City, Utah, and then I'm just going to be sitting in a condo on Saturday watching uh, the rest of these games. We've got the Wasabi Fenway Bowl with Cincinnati and Louisville, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Florida, 
at, uh, I keep saying at, they're not really at, right? It's a neutral site <laughs> yeah. Got Florida, Oregon State. Um, would have been cool to watch Anthony Richardson or Justin Shorter or some of the Gators that are coming out, but they have all said they are not playing. Um, Washington State. Oh, it, Stephen, it is back. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by <laughs> Stifle. So Jimmy Kimmel, his, you gotta, I bet you'd get a kick out of they, it just because you like comedians and stuff, but. Jacob, find out the cost. Yeah, bowl game. <laughs> Washington, okay. Washington State, Fresno State, and then we've got Rice, uh, Southern Miss in the Lending Tree Bowl, SMU BYU in the New Mexico Bowl, and North Texas Boise State in the Frisco Bowl. Um, not a ton of NFL relevant players in those particular games. Like I said, a couple from the Gators, but they've already said they aren't playing. Um, you could watch. You could watch Luke McCaffrey. He plays for Rice. Uh, Christian's youngest brother is still finishing up there's, his career. There's, there's still some coming out. How many McCaffreys are there? There are four four boys, and he's right. the youngest one. He's the last one still playing, and he is um, he is a convert. He converted. He was a quarterback, and they made him into a wide receiver. And he actually had kind of a huge season. He's he's looking really good as a wide receiver. So maybe I, I, maybe we'll be talking about him in in I, like one more year. I ran into the McCaffrey boys uh, in about 2006 when I had first moved to Denver. I was at a Qdoba and I saw Ed McCaffrey with his kids. And I was too too shy to go up and ask Ed for an autograph. But I remember seeing him there. And if only I knew that his uh, one of his sons would be the biggest name in uh, fantasy football uh, sport and, that I love to talk about a ton. And that's I would have asked. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only Ed McCaffrey story we need to tell. So, yeah. Um, we'll go ahead and move along, huh, Steve? Case it's always good when you bring up inside jokes to an audience <laughs> that has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, other coaching news. I, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, the coaching carousel is just so crazy with things flying all over the place. The one I was going to bring up to you guys, just cause I know, um, that you have some kind of comment is Trent Dilfer was hired as the yes. new head coach at UAB. And he has never coached in the college ranks. He was a high school coach. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing maybe in Alabama. I don't know where he came from now that I said that. But I know he's moving up from the high school ranks and now is the head coach at a Division One school. What do you What do you think about that one? I actually thought at first you were going to say that there was going to be the Dilfer Bowl. And I was going to be pretty <laughs> excited about that. But uh, I, I don't know. I, he's never coached. Um, I mean, wasn't, wasn't a super successful quarterback in the NFL. Now he's got a super bowl ring, doesn't he? No, Ray Lewis Lewis has that ring. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe let's look at it from time to time. Okay. They just gave Ray two, like Ray got two. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Trent. This one's Ray gets two. (laughs) He knew not to question it. Um, (laughs) you know, I guess we've seen Dion do some good things. I don't know other than maybe coaching his, his kid before, uh, being a college coach. I mean, I think Dion's probably got a little bit more people skills (laughs) with his players than, than Trent might have, but, uh, I don't know. I, I'm always, I I like seeing this. I like seeing the NFL players go to coach, but I don't know that it always works out that well. I'd be curious to see. Yeah. He's been, uh, really heavily involved in the elite 11 which is uh, these high school football camps. It, well, it's kind of the camp for quarterbacks. Um, that's when I first saw Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields kind of dueling it out against each other as high school okay. seniors in the, it's called the elite 11. And that was kind of mm-hmm. when, honestly, when I was kind of, 
I, I was like, this Justin Fields guy is going to be the real deal. Um, because Trevor Lawrence was already all everything already had been signed by Clemson and everything else. And Justin Fields kind of, he beat him at the elite 11. He, he was the MVP of that as a high school senior. So Mm. he, he's an unbelievable player, but yeah, so he was really involved with that. And I think that'll help him with like coaches and, and stuff like that. Um, names in the transfer portal. There was nobody really added or, or sorry, new declarations is what I was going to say. There was a couple that went out, but none of them are going to be really high draft picks or anything. Um, I need to read a little bit more about Luke Musgrave. He's a tight end that they're projecting in the third round and I'm not familiar with him. So I'll have to look into that. And he, he did to declare, um, Evan hole, a running back for Northwestern declared and Dontavian Wicks, uh, a wide receiver from Virginia. But I did want to talk about my top 12 Devi. Well, no, my top 12 dynasty players. This is not including Devi players in this one. No, no underclassmen here, Jess. No underclassmen. These are guys. It's, it's time to get serious. It's time to stop messing around. We got to get these lists in order. That's right. So here are my top 12. And what I would like you guys to do, uh, you can see it right there in the show sheet. But uh, I want you to go do some research of your own and come back and tell me how crazy I am with these picks. And then when the draft starts, I'm going to show you this later and then you'll see how much of a genius we all were way back <laughs> in the day. But uh, our number one overall player is going to be Bijan Robinson. I think he's the only guy we're going to give a five-star rating to. And he just, to me, he looks like the next Ladanian Tomlinson. Um, I think that he does everything well. He's going to make an immediate impact. I think we're going to see a running back slide up into the first round, which we haven't had for a little while, right? Um so I think it'll be the end of the first round. Somebody will, will take Bijan. Yeah, no, I, I can totally see that happening. Um, my number two player is Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver for Ohio State. I have seen him sliding down lists. And the reason I'm not sliding him down is because anybody that slid Justin Jefferson down for not playing that last season, they're regretting that now. And I think that he is that type of talent. He did not play like at all this season. He had a hamstring injury. It was a, I think it was a pretty serious hamstring injury, but to me, it kind of felt like even when the hamstring started, hamstring started feeling good again, he was just like, nah, I'm going to be a first round wide receiver here real soon. So I think he has elite game breaking ability. So I'm keeping him at number two. Yeah, number he only th- had, he only had five receptions last year. He says he played in three games, but Obviously very limited in those games. The previous yep. season, he was obviously much better. Yep. He, if you ever, if you just want, if you want to watch tape, just watch his Rose Bowl highlights from his true sophomore season, um, where he went for over, over 300 yards receiving. Just watch as a, that as game. An 18, as a, what, a 18, Nin- 19 year old? Yeah. 19 year old kid. He's only 20 yeah. now. So as a 19 year old. And the only other thing I'll say, and we'll get into this more, I'm sure in other pods, but you know, the, I saw an interview where Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith and Jigba are all sitting there being interviewed. It was college game day. They were in Ohio State. And they did a whole bunch of questions where they're asking, who's the best route runner? Who has the most speed? Who's this? Who's this? And when they said, who's the best, who's the most talented of the three of you? Everybody, th- there was no hesitation. They all pointed to JSN. Okay. So if you have Wilson and Olave are not doing too bad, right? I mean, we'd say decent, decent rookie yeah. wide receivers yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. and they, and they, they thought that this kid is better, you know? So I, I think he's unbelievable. Um, 
I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs at three. I just think that it's kind of that um, your basic cheat code running back skills where he has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and then kind of the home run hitting speed. I have seen mock drafts with him going at the end of the first round. He hasn't, I've never seen him going ahead of Bijan, but um, I think he will be the second running back off the board. So I have him. What I, this is what I love seeing. He had at Georgia tech as a freshman, 24 receptions uh, as a sophomore, 35 receptions. And then as a senior or sorry, a junior at Alabama, 42 receptions, getting that many receptions in college is pretty, pretty amazing. So yeah, he, he's that cheat code running back you want. So I'm definitely excited. He will be high on our list. Number four, I got Jordan Addison. The The small frame is going to concern some because he's very skinny, six foot, 174. Uh, it doesn't concern me. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to run a blazing 40. And he was the best wide receiver in the nation. He won the Bolitnikoff when he was at Pitt last year. And then he went over to USC and just picked right up where he left off. He is almost impossible to cover really great film to watch of him is playing against um can't remember his first name his last name's phillips but he's the the starting cornerback for utah is i think also going to be a first round pick and so watching the two of them go at it in the pac-12 championship game was pretty interesting because those are two possible high draft picks so i think those three players are all going to be like four and a half stars um his uh addison's Sophomore season, 100 receptions, 1,600 yards, and uh, 17 touchdowns. That's a, that's a pretty good stat line for a young guy. Yeah, so he was Kenny Pickett's favorite target there, and I think he kind of made Kenny Pickett famous, to be honest. He's he's really mm. good. Um, the other guy that's really interesting, because at the beginning of the season, I did not see Quentin Johnston, the TCU wide receiver, in first-round mocks. I, I didn't see that. And so, you know, what I wrote is he always had a great athletic profile, but this season his production matched his potential. So he's 6'4", 216 and fast. And I think he looks a lot like Cortland Sutton when he plays. And, um, you know, TCU had a historic season and he's, you know, kind of their best player out there. So he's really interesting. He should play because it's a playoff game, right? So that's one that we can watch is TCU in the playoffs and see how he does against that kind of competition. Um, so I got Quentin Johnson at five. And then I'll go through the, these other ones quick. And then, like I said, you guys can do a little research and tell me where I'm where I'm crazy. Um, I've got Sean Tucker, the Syracuse running back at six. Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end at seven. Blake Corum, the Michigan running back at eight. Um he tore his MCL. So I think that that heals faster than an ACL, but that is one concerning area there. I have Bryce young at nine. I think Bryce young will be the number one overall pick. Um, I would be really surprised if he wasn't, I think he's a generational talent, but he is undersized. Josh downs, the wide receiver for North Carolina. He's a little bit undersized, um, but he's a highlight film kind of guy. I think he's going to, I think he has the opportunity to go in the first two rounds. Devin A. Chain, I think, is going to rise up boards as people watch uh, film of him. I've got him at 11. And then I have Anthony Richardson at 12. I've actually seen mock drafts now with Anthony Richardson going ahead of Will Levis and ahead of C.J. Stroud. Um, hmm. I think that he is he's just your classic total freak athlete that someone will fall in love with. 
And just I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised if he goes way higher than everybody thinks, because I don't, I don't think we've seen anything quite like it. And people fall in love with guys like Paxton Lynch, um, guys like, you know, I mean, even like Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and some of these picks that have happened that kind of came out of nowhere. This guy's athletic profile is so much better than theirs. So there's just, to me, there's no chance that somebody doesn't see a 6'4", 231 pound quarterback that has a cannon arm and can run faster than like a wide receiver and like somebody's going to fall in love with them. So I I still remember there was a quarterback. I can't, I can't remember his name. He was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. Um, It was before, before Flacco sometime in the mid two thousands, I think like the Oh four draft maybe. And there was a video of him like from the 50 yard line, maybe, or like the 40 yard line on his knees and he could throw it like through the goalpost. Mm-hmm. I Kyle would challenge. Bowler? Is that a Kyle yes, Bowler? Yes, that's who it was. Oh, yes. wow. Good pull. Yeah, it was Kyle Bowler. Yep, you get a point, Jesse. Um, <laughs> my advice to Anthony Richardson is I would do that video. <laughs> from your knees, just because yeah, I agree. Because you see the upside, you know, like the NFL, we've seen some of these quarterbacks like Justin Herbert where people were a little bit worried about, but the athletic profile was so good and now you know they're doing really well so well that's i don't know if that's a good comparison just because what i would say about herbert is he also produced no no i i'm not saying he's herbert i'm just saying herbert the the big thing about him was i mean the cannon arm the size and and even the speed like he wasn't like a scrambler necessarily but he had like four six eight forty time you know he had good speed and, and size so I just think that that does stand out when it comes down to draft day. Yeah. This guy, this guy's going to run maybe faster than all those guys. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting to watch some of this stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've got is my top 12 right now. I think I've worked down to the top like 40 or so, Steven on our document. Okay. So you can start we're talking, we're talking dynasty, right? We're not talking yep. where they're going to go in the NFL draft. We're talking where they're going to go in a dynasty draft. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I have found that like, and I learned this from Steven last year where they are drafted is a draft capital. Is that what we call that? Uh, Steven? Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, that makes a huge difference. So, you know, I've had some, I've had some players that I'm really high on and I've had to kind of slide them down because I just don't know if the draft capital is going to be there. And then I've had players like, uh, I've seen Rasheed Rice. He's a wide receiver for SMU, um, that I, I didn't get a chance to watch him play in a game this season, but you look at the statistics, you look at the size and you watch highlights and then you see mock drafts that have them going in the first two rounds. It's like, Oh, maybe we should play a little more attention to this guy. So, so I think the mock drafts do help order this a little bit because I'm trying to do uh, more like Steven did where, you know, factor in the, the draft capital. So, well, Jesse, a good example of that is who is the Iowa state wide receiver that was drafted by the Cardinals from just a few years ago. Um, he was a big, fast wide receiver. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, for the Iowa, for Iowa State, I'm not sure. I remember Alan Lazard went to Ohio State, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it wasn't Lazard. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I know, I keep getting Andy Isabella in my name, but that's not the right one. Uh, well, that um, kid was a UMass kid. I remember. Yeah. I do remember him. So he's Iowa State wide receiver, and he was drafted by who? Yeah. Um, I want to say it was Iowa State. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm mixing it up. But anyway, 
Maybe Casey, try to find that. Hakeem find Butler? somebody that was drafted. Hakeem, Hakeem Butler. Yes, thank you, Hakeem Butler. He was a guy that. What year, does it say? What year he was drafted? Was he like 2018, something like that? Maybe. Um, he was a guy that 2019 pre- fourth fourth okay. round of the 2019 draft. Pre-draft, I remember he was like talked about as like a top five dynasty rookie, you know, and then he fell to the fourth round and he just catapulted like to a, like maybe a late second round dynasty pick. And for good reason, like, I mean, he completely flamed out draft capital does matter. If you're a fourth or fifth round pick, you're not going to get the same leash as like a first round or second round picks going to get. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, we, you know, this is our preseason, you know, off season rankings, but once the draft happens, things it's like, you just take a bunch of these players, throw them up in the air and see where they land. Cause it, it, it makes a huge difference after the draft. Yeah, absolutely. And and then we've even seen I do think that these these rankings and having some knowledge of these players is important though because the perspective of this cannot like do you remember our conversation about Tyquan Thornton? Yeah. Cuz I was like I don't know, I don't get it. You know, like you <laughs> like it's not like you put up huge numbers, like you watch film and you're like I don't and, but he he literally broke the 40 time record, right? And then his draft well, capital was really high for the you know what though Patriots, but i don't you know i'm like we're not, getting smarter though we're yeah. getting smarter <laughs> i feel like because he was a second round pick by the patriots and all of us fantasy football dynasty players were scratching <laughs> our heads like what is like bill belichick is he just is he losing it or is he just like saying like i can do whatever i want i'm belichick and but we were still savvy enough to like it didn't shoot him up draft boards you know right. like yeah. we knew well he's fast but that's about it and he still like wasn't a high draft pick. Like I think I got him. I did end up drafting him in in one dynasty league, and I think I got him in the fourth round, like one of my last picks of a rookie draft. So, mm-hmm. so I think we are getting a little savvy to some of uh, some of these players. All right, guys. Well, I'm excited to keep talking this stuff, and and we can do more bowl updates and things like that on Wednesdays. And that one ran a little longer than usual, but like I said, uh, I want I want to start getting these lists down. And uh, Stephen keeps making me. He wants me to do all the artwork, but I'm like, well, you're the artwork guy. I'm I'm the guy. No, that no, I, I, knows I said I would. Players. I said I would do it. Okay, that's, okay, that's fake news right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for joining me. You guys have a good one, and uh, make sure you check in for with us tomorrow. Stephen and I will be on on Thursday morning to do uh, the flex, we call it. And uh, Casey, do you know what your Thursday morning looks like? Um, I will be working, so right. I will not be available. <laughs> I like it when Casey's there because I'm otherwise then I'm like scrambling to try and find these practice reports and Casey seems to find them all fast. So. <laughs> well, I'll be ready. Good, good news is, Jesse, the six teams that were on by this week will now be playing. So the, the flex <laughs> will go back from being, you know, last week we got it done in like 45 minutes. It's going to be back to an hour. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I mean, I think, I think we got to 52 minutes with six teams on by. So oh, no. We'll do fake news by calling it 45, Stephen. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is like your, what was it, Casey? He's like, so do you remember there's the show with the mutants that have like healing ability, like Wolverine? And we're like, why not you just say Wolverine? <laughs> It wasn't top of mind, all right? (laughs) All right, fellas. Have a good one. You too. See you.